This. I tend to come just come home and just start ravaging food like a coyote. It's early break with Sip and Jake. Weekday mornings from 6 to 8 on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. It is time for part two of Double Barrel Wednesday. Sip with your colleague, the journal stars, Parker Gabriel. Before we get to give him his proper introduction, though. Double Barrel Wednesday. It's a Double Barrel Wednesday. Double Barrel Wednesday had some pop in. Very good job by Parker on Double Barrel Wednesday. Uh. You guys know what day it is? <laughs> it's Double Barrel Wednesday. <laughs> And we are now joined by your colleagues at the Journal Stars, Parker Gabriel. Good morning, Parker. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, we saw yesterday that Cam Taylor-Britt got an invite to the Senior Bowl this year. JoJo Doman also in that equation for Nebraska. I- I'm curious at this point, Parker, if you had to look at this Nebraska team, and I know it's early to project this because the draft is several months away, but do you, ha- do you have an idea of how many guys you think will get drafted from this year's Nebraska squad? at this point yeah good morning guys um it's an interesting question i think i think the number is going to depend on how many guys decide uh to enter the draft obviously you know i think cam taylor Britt's plan and some question popped up over the course of the season just because he started slow but i think cam taylor Britt's plan has always been um that this was going to be his last Mm -hmm. year at Nebraska, and obviously um, he's played really well over the last few weeks and, and looks like he's going to be a solid um, draft pick. There's some guys who, like, I, I, I don't know. I'm not a scout. I think that if Cam Jurgens were to declare for the NFL draft, mm-hmm. he'd probably get picked. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know exactly where. And if, and if he's told, hey, you're a fifth or sixth round pick, but with one more year of college, you might be the top center drafted or the, one of the top two or three centers drafted, you know, maybe that's enough to say, hey, I'm going to come back, see who the new offensive line coach is, you know, come back and work. Uh, maybe Travis Vokalek's in the same group, right, where it's like you can, you might be a late-round pick, but you have a legitimate chance to really increase your stock. So I think, uh, I mean, obviously Doman and, and Taylor Britt are, are draft picks. Yep. Um, I think Deontay Williams is probably a draft pick, assuming mm. the knee looks good and he's healthy. Um, you know, I think there's a chance that there's another guy or two. Um, so I'll peg it at four or five, mm. four draft picks maybe this year. And then um, I think you'll see maybe a couple, not those those guys necessarily we talked about, but I think there'll be a couple from that junior class maybe that'll come back and try to improve their draft stock too. JoJo Doman, unique player, right, Parker? Yeah. Um, how do you ex- what What do you think that position will look like in these next two games? The nickel position. Yeah, it's a great question because I don't. I mean, when you think about Wisconsin and Iowa, you don't think about hey, you know, I'm guessing that that you're going to see a bunch of nickel played against them. Now, right. Doman was uh, such a versatile player that they were sort of in nickel all the time and they could show a four, three front, sometimes even a little bit of five, two, and you still feel like you're in nickel personnel because he's on the field and you can, you know, sort of you're, you've got run 
defense personnel and pass defense personnel on the, on the field at the same time with him, which is why they built the defense around him to the extent that they did. Without him, I mean, I think that they think that Isaac Gifford can do some of those same things over the course of his career. But I think you may see a little bit more substituting. Now, Eric Chenander said he's going to play and, and play a lot. Uh, I don't know if he'll play exactly the reps that Doman played. I think against Wisconsin, honestly, I wouldn't be able, I wouldn't be surprised if you saw some of that. You know, they've got some true like bear five-two front that they play mm-hmm. um, with the three-down linemen, and then Garrett Nelson and Caleb Tanner. I think maybe you'll see a little bit of that with just you know Henrich and Reimer, and then the, the four in the secondary behind. Um, and I think you'll see him sort of mix and match, but I, but Isaac Gifford is going to play, um, and and he'll probably play a decent number of snaps. Now, you know the, the thing about Wisconsin is, uh, it's like Frost said on on Monday, teams are averaging 58 snaps against them, and so a good number of snaps for Isaac Gifford against Wisconsin might be 15 or 20, um, but that that could be 35 or 40 percent of of what you play overall. Hey, Parker, Parker Gabriel of the Lincoln Journal-Star, Nebraska football beat writer. You, you have expertise in this area. I'm really interested in this. When we think about Nebraska, we always, I don't know, a lot of people anyway, think 3-4 defense. You look at the de- defensive depth chart, there's no outside linebackers. They list, right. they list two defensive ends um, positions, and the starters, of course, are Garrett Nelson. Um, who's the other one? Oh, and Caleb Tanner. So, Caleb Tanner. Yeah, two defensive ends. That's not a three-four. What's cleared up? Cleared up for us. Yeah, well, they played both. I mean, they basically played both. In fact, they played three. They played three different. I mean, they played a little bit of three-four. They've really mostly been uh, an even front team. So mm-hmm. they've been four. a four-three team that sort of plays with three-four personnel. I guess would be the best way I know how to put it. Yeah. But they also on the depth chart they also have. You know, the they have the four or even five defensive line positions listed, but then they also have the nickel position listed. So True. it's really it's it's really a depth chart. That's really sort of a printed depth chart um, oddity, and it's just based on the personnel. But yeah, they've been. I think that one of the things that's been effective about the way that Nebraska's played defense this year is that they've been able to play. Um, sometimes they play with two down guys in the middle and two outside linebackers that serve as defensive ends. Sometimes they look like a true 3-4. Most of the time, they look like a 4-3. And then they can play that same, uh, roughly same personnel group and look like a 5-2 as well. So they've really, one of the things that Eric Chenander, I think that he's gotten more comfortable in, but that he trusts the guys to do because a lot of them have been playing in the system for so long now, is they sort of morph in and out of a lot of front seven groupings on the fly and they do it really naturally. Uh, and, and that's because those guys up front have played a lot. It's also because they've got four uh, or five, if you include Doman in the back end that they sort of trust to hold up no matter what's happening in front of them. So my Parker Gabriel, Parker, regarding the transfer portal, Sevian Morrison enters his name into that on Monday for Nebraska at running back. Are you expecting a, a high volume amount of Nebraska players to enter that portal uh, when all said down this year or, or not? Yeah. I mean, Probably some. I, I don't know if it's going to be a really high volume. I'm sure there'll be. I'm sure there'll be a few. And yeah, I guess Jake, you know, at this point, like if six or seven guys, and I don't know exactly yeah, what the number what will is, be, but lot. like if six or seven guys go, is that a high volume at this point? Like I, I just 
that seems to be the going. I mean, Wisconsin's had four or five guys go in since the season started. Um, sure. And you see that all over the place. And so I, I think there'll be a few. I don't – I mean, I'd be surprised, I guess, if there's 15. I just think these guys at Nebraska, like, guys tend to know where they stand on the roster, A, uh, and B – I think Nebraska does a pretty good job of educating those guys about what it looks like when you go in the portal. It's not necessarily you're going to go in there and have 20 FBS offers right away. Um, and so I think, yeah, there'll be some for sure. Um, and, and they'll be looking aggressively at, at bringing guys in from the portal too. Um, you know, the turnstiles in and out of the portal are going to be busy. That's for sure. Um, but I don't know that we're going to hit Saturday after the Iowa game. And it's just guys, do you want thicker, fuller hair? Do you desire lustrous, luscious locks that you can run your fingers through? Maybe a full head of hair makes you feel attractive. Perhaps a full head of hair boosts your confidence and self-esteem. Whatever your reasons, if you have started to experience hair loss, there is good news because there are effective FDA-approved treatments that work. One is a prescription clinically proven to prevent further loss. The other is clinically proven to regrow your hair in two to four months. And both are available from Roman for just a dollar a day. Just complete a free online visit. Roman connects you to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional who will work with you to find the best treatment plan. Then Roman sends everything you need right to your door with free shipping and indiscreet packaging. So guys, are you Roman ready for a thicker, fuller head of hair? Go to ro.co slash fuller. Do it today and Roman will give you 20% off your first order. That's ro.co slash fuller going to feel like a mass exodus or anything like that okay parker i have an idea i want to i just want to see what you think about it a, a portal like a portal storefront Ooh, <laughs> i like that no I like no that, but it's a port it, it the question involves the portal okay with because of this movement to which you're referring and to which we understand is the case now in collegiate athletics why what let's 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 number one abolish way too early top 25s because how do you <laughs> okay. how do you really know? And in fact, yeah, I take I take it a step further and say no, just don't rank teams until October. I mean October one, then start ranking, because we don't know what teams are going to look like. Case in point, Michigan State picked fourteenth right. in the Big Ten by Lindy's Magazine. Picked oh well not not picked fourteenth, but rated as the fourteenth best team in the Big Ten. Because how would you know? what they're going to look like. Yeah, I, I mean, I I, Extreme I, don't, example. I don't think it would have been bad to start ranking teams in October, you know, 10 years ago. And right. certainly now, you know, there's less idea than ever. And, and I don't, you know, it's going to be interesting, too, because you're going to get, you're going to get docked, you know, or, or given the benefit of the doubt for, everything that happens in the off season and you just don't, you just don't know then what it's going to look like on the other side. I mean, I, right, exactly. you know, there's going to be, everyone sort of has their own approach and I think there's different ways that can work, but like if you take Texas, I mean, yeah. you know, everyone's going to say exactly what they want to say about Texas over the next few months. Like there's going to be a lot of guys that leave Texas, like that portal. There's, it's going to be like, it's going to be like waiting in line at security at the airport, you uh -huh. know, the day before Thanksgiving, like to get into the portal going out of Texas after the season ends. But, <laughs> the, but like some people are going to say, wow, look at that. 
it's already off the rails. And Sark and his staff are going to say they're cleaning out what they don't need going forward. And and no one really knows, are they going to be worse off, better off, the same off? How would you, uh, you know? know? And that's, how would you know? Yeah, you, you can't. You right. can't until you know what the how the ledger balances sort of um, at the end of the off season, and then you know when games actually start uh, next fall. Parker, always good stuff. Thank you for the time. We will chat with you again next week. Sybil's going to have like a newsstand set up, but it's just going to say, you know, portal right here. NCAA, and then someone's going to be walking by and he's going to be, hey, do you know about the portal? And they say, shut up, Sybil. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they should too. Deservedly so. Wow. Wow. Um, thank, thank you, Parker. Parker great gave stuff. A lick star. Okay, so the the reason, part of the reason I say that, you could say to me, well, you can still rank teams because you know what the personnel is going to be in August. But you don't know how that – but what I would counter with is this. You don't know how that personnel is going to mesh. You don't know – you don't know if those guys that are entering a team from the portal are going to actually be players. Um, you don't true. know how they're going to adjust to the culture, adjust to the systems. So it's just – it's – I think I'm, – I'm, I'm not joking. What do preseason rankings mean anymore? They don't mean anything. It's just something that people care about for some reason. Yeah, they like to see their name up there. Like the way too early, about them not being the, up there. The way too early rankings now that you see come out right after the those national are never going away because it gets clicks for people. But it's what do they mean? What they do mean they, nothing? They don't mean anything, right? But they're not going to stop because people like to read them. Yeah. It's content. I don't know. You don't have bang, you, don't, you don't have to do one. I'm gonna bang that. You door. don't have to do it. Okay. Let's, but let's they're not, the they're not going to stop anytime soon. Let's play the game show. Let's do it. Four six four five six eight five. Call the date down. Sip and trivia. He is two and zero oh on the week. Today is a wild card Wednesday. Famous Freds today. I think you know your famous Freds. I'll give you a hint. Fred Hoiberg not on this list today. So don't guess Fred Hoiberg. Four six four. Five, six, eight, five. Shut up. Simple starts right now. We've all been there. You're listening to the radio, and then that rage starts to grow inside of you. It starts to consume you. It gets to a point where you just want to yell, Shut up, Simple! <clears throat> no, sorry. I'm sorry. Well, here's your chance. It's time to shut up, Simple. Call now to play. 464-5685. Shut up, Simple. Brought to you by Bagels and Joe. All right, 464-5685. Call the dick down, sip, and trivia. How do you feel today about famous Freds on this I, wild card Wednesday? Just fair. Um, we have a line open. We had two people call, and they must have dropped off. 402-464-5685. Call the take down, sip, and trivia. Famous Freds today. Yeah, I'm just looking at my phone right now. My brother is texting for some reason. Any interest in Justin Fuente as sure. offensive coordinator? Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, not joking. Do you I'm think he would come here to be an OC? I think, I think he'll be a head coach somewhere. I do as well. I'd, I'd certainly take him as an OC here. Okay, what do we got going? Do we got, well, we got Harrison's getting the callers lined up over okay. here. We had two people drop off when they called in earlier. Now, so. they're, now they're coming. Yes, we're getting them lined up here. Okay, we've got Jeff. Jeff, how do you feel about famous Freds today? Pretty good. All right. <laughs> All right. Let's Jeff. get to it, Jeff. First, Thanks for calling, Jeff. Yes. First question goes to you, Jeff. What famous Fred is the all-time rushing leader for the Jacksonville Jaguars franchise? Fred Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I had that, Jake. Fred Taylor is yeah. correct. From what school? Of uh, Florida. 
Yes, that's correct. That's all right. All right, uh, for the tie sip, here's your first question. What famous Fred won the 1992 Masters and is known for his silky smooth golf swing? That'd be Freddie Couples. Freddie Couples is correct. 1-1 one, one tie. He goes by Freddie. Uh, people, you know, he goes by Fred, but some okay. people call him Freddie. All right, Jeff, for the lead, your last question. I don't think he goes by Freddie. You're right. It's Fred. Six, oh, yeah, yeah, he's old. He's yeah. old. I almost gave it away. Uh, okay. Uh, for the lead, Jeff, what famous Fred was born in Omaha and is widely considered as the greatest dancer in film history? Fred Astaire. Fred Astaire is correct. I guess it I guess it slipped my mind that he was born in Omaha. He was born in Omaha, yes. Yeah. All right, sip for the tie, your last question to force the tiebreaker. What famous Fred is a famous rapper and the frontman and, and lyricist of Limp Biscuit? Oh, God, you think I'm going to miss that one? That's Fred Durst. Fred Durst. He's is my what? like my age. Well, this goes to Jeff because it was you the other day. Jeff, you list a number and Sip will go over under your number. How old, Jeff, is Fred Couples? Fifty-six. No, he's way over that. Um, over. Over fifty-six. Yeah. yeah. Look at this. Look at this. 3 and 0 oh start to the week. 62 years old is Fred Couples. So not way over. Sorry about that, Jeff. I wasn't disparaging you. So not that far over. I thought he was, I thought he'd more like 66. No, nope, 62. Jeff, okay. thanks for calling. Get your bag on the coffee, but call in down the road. All right. Good try today. <laughs> he went to the tiebreaker. Just yeah. a little bit low on the age there. Yeah. Yeah. That's 28 and 23 since the reset. No, this bagel boy thing has got you going yeah, on. Yeah, it's a little lock, more locked in. Well, you, right might, now. you might go five and zero, yeah. and we still have not got a punishment for Happer. Oh, he's got to wear the bagel boy shirt. <laughs> he did not agree to those terms. I, well, I don't understand that, and I don't understand why you didn't back me on that. I, well, I kind of did, but yeah. he was adamant that that didn't that shouldn't. Happen. I just don't understand why Happer doesn't have consequences. Why are all the consequences on my side? He claims he has nothing to do with the game show. You know, I, I should have the He said the consequences. That's right. He did. He bought the shirt. So there should be some consequences on his end. I, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Right. right. Thank you, Harrison. Harrison's typically, he's got my back. Well, speaking of Happer, he'll be in here next with yeah, Mike we'll Schaefer for it. the spillover to wrap things up on early break on the ticket.